From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode we are talking about The Dragon Lives Again, also known as The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. This movie is from 1977, five years after the death of Bruce Lee, directed by Kai Law, who is also known as Lil K, and it's starring Bruce Lee Ong. So when did you first see this, Michael? I first uh, saw this um, on video. It's home video. And, it's, and to this day, actually, it has always been the sort of crappy, cropped version that most people have seen, which is what exists kind of on YouTube, etc. But, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we did track down the 35-millimeter um, print of it. So I am dying to get this film released because I can't wait to see it for once in its you know, original glory but uh yeah i did and and as you probably can tell seeing it for the first time it's it's one of the more bizarre ones for sure i mean bizarre is like it's not uh it's, i don't think it's a stretch to call it that <laughs> in my notes i put down okay so now we've gone off the deep end <laughs> so yeah that said i would love to see a good copy of this the copy i got was off of youtube i actually tried to find some other ones and i saw that it's available on i think amazon that you could purchase a copy of it but most of the reviews of it are really really bad like it's just pretty much somebody took the youtube they burned it to a dvd and put it up on amazon as kind of like a side sale but we've gone off the deep end yeah we have and and, I, and you know it's what's funny about this movie is it's one of one of the really few that are we kind of fit in our category of Bruce Bloitation that's the um sort of satire you know enter the enter the fat dragon is kind of one of the other more famous ones but what i always you know just kind of smile when you see it is when you watch the opening and you see that little tag they have that says this film is dedicated to the millions of people who love Bruce Lee as if it's to sort of say we love Bruce Lee too no matter what we're about to show you <laughs> you know um, oh, that's great. Yeah, because the opening sequence is hilarious. They do the Bond music. Just so you know, they, they made a point of doing the music so you understood what we're getting into. So they do Bond music and they show a guy that doesn't look like James Bond, but, you know, you know. And then some spaghetti western, Morricone style, whatever. Um, and then when they get to Japan for Zadoichi, I don't know what they're doing there. That was more like an American take on Asian music. It was just sort of like very Well, it is. Off. And not only that, but it sounds more of the sort of idea of what Chinese, you know, because Chinese and Japanese, they do have a, and I, I would be hard to place exactly the distinction, but, you know, with Japanese, you tend to get more of these flutes, and then on the Chinese side, you get more into the... Right. Um, the, uh, I forget the name of the instrument, but it's, it's you know, it, they clearly were just like, throw this in, it sounds, uh, sounds Asian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. To me, it sounded more like if... Uh, I don't know if Jerry Lewis were making fun of the Chinese, they would put that song in. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And then the horror film for, of all things, Dracula, just to finally set the stage of what are well, we getting into? Yeah. And you might want to even take a minute and for those that maybe don't haven't seen this film to kind of, kind of parlay, you know, say what it is, you know, to try and describe 
at your your best what we're <laughs> what we just watched. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'll give it a shot, and you can help me along the way. This is a movie about Bruce Lee dying. He goes to the underworld, uh, aka hell. I don't know why it's hell because in hell we have uh, James Bond. We have the man with no name, uh, more or less, uh, you know, uh, Clint Eastwood. We have um, we have the one-armed swordsman. We have Popeye. <laughs> we have we have Kane from Kung Fu. We have Zadoichi. They're all in hell, and there is a power struggle that's going to ensue over the course of the film. That was that was well done. Well, you know, and 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 I'll tell you something. Here's the thing, though. One of the things about this film, you know, I mean, it's obviously playing to the 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 Asian humor, particularly Asian humor of the time, and the but but the other thing is, and a lot of things that you might and even myself might not quite catch is that there is so much mythos on Bruce Lee in this film that they're making fun of and playing up and particularly with the whole thing about women you know that gets really hit over the oh, head yeah. in this you know so um but it's like they really sort of put it out there in a way that a lot of these films don't and it walks you know like you notice it walks that line of being satire um and like insulting but then trying to also make still make him the hero and it's it's a really weird fantasy balance of of uh, of bruce lee for sure yeah, you know, you said that it, it, it's it's like they tried to use satire as a way to talk about the issues that we were still dealing with five years later, like Betty Ting and Bruce and his sexuality. It's the first thing mm-hmm. they bring up about Bruce Lee. He's laying there and he's still dead, and one of the ladies, these the very very beautiful Chinese ladies, she's like, well. Yeah, you know, everybody knows Bruce Lee's the man. And this other girl's like, well, it doesn't look anything like Bruce Lee. And that goes back to that crazy thing. Everybody saw the death picture of Bruce Lee. Yeah. And they were all so freaked out by it. I mean, I saw an article just like a week ago. Some guy was talking about how he could not have died the way they said because you don't look like that and you're not sweaty. Like, people are still obsessing about this death picture. So, yeah, they'd seen the death. They're, like, trying to explain it. This is all... Sticking within what we've talked about up to this point in all of these uh, Bruce Boitation films, that it's about talking about what happened and processing it, but also kind of a respect thing. And it's also how they explain that um, that uh, Bruce Leong looks nothing like Bruce Lee. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, well, yeah, you know, she says like exactly this. Like, well, you know, when you die, you end up looking like totally different. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So let's just throw Bruce Lee Young in. We're good. Moving on. And you remember the in the movie we just saw the we we you and I just talked about last time in, in Ron Van Cleef in the Black Dragon's Revenge. He holds up that photo and goes, "Man, it doesn't even look like him." And it was a picture yeah. of him lying in his coffin. So it is a really interesting thing about Lee and his his body that gets kind of examined and sort of fawned in a way over. It's it's kind of it's it's pretty bizarre. But that go go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to think, so then you said it. They, we start out, he's laying there, it's not Bruce Lee, and he's got this huge boner under this blanket <laughs> that once they investigate, it wasn't a boner, it was nunchaku. <laughs> right. 
And 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 he, that is actually kind of interesting in a way because I mean, first off, I don't even know if you're aware. Have you? Do you have the poster of this movie, the the Chinese poster of this movie, in front of you? No, I if don't. You don't um, okay, I've well, seen anybody it yellow, and he's like yeah. busting out of the grave, right? Well, no, no, you're thinking of Bruce Lee fights back from the grave. It's a, <laughs> it, it's a, that's a different one, but it's okay. It's kind of similar. It, uh, it it's got a sh- if you look at it it's it's you know all this co- very colorful sort of uh, poster and then there's a a photo of it's actually a Bruce Lee taken from the Big Boss and he's doing the flying sidekick that was the same poster uh, from the Big Boss I've, but if I've you got lo- it in front you, of me now okay well look at it and notice what is odd about Bruce Lee in that photo all right let me see here oh he has three legs <laughs> correct three legs. Oh, now, I never noticed that. that okay. One of the ch- Chinese translations of this movie is Lee's famous third leg shakes the <laughs> gates of hell. And oh. obviously the reference to the third leg is what gets played off of through this film and the nunchakus that he's when he's lying on the slab in the beginning and he's got what, you know, like you said, what appears to be an erection and it ends up being his nunchakus. I always found that kind of interesting because it's sort of like his nunchaku has the, the, always been the identification of his prowess anyways, right? So here is this sort of right. mixture of the one prowess mixed up with the other prowess and they definitely, you know, I don't think it was by accident. Yeah, yeah. They this movie is it. I I would say it focuses so hardcore on his sexuality more than almost anything else. Like we throw in all this parody stuff, it, it makes me think back to those weird movies from like the late seventies, eighties. There was like, uh, oh, can I do it till I need glasses? And uh, you oh, know, yeah, sure. <laughs> I remember. There's this one movie about this guy who anytime he'd get an erection, he'd sneeze and it would show like this, like um, one of those like uh, air flag kind of things that would like droop down after he sneezed. There was like this thing at that time. It was right around 77 or so that, yeah, it's innuendo, but also with a lot of parody. Anyway. No, no. And you're, and you're right. And, and that, in that it's you know, like there's even that moment where he's, and this is why I, it's so interesting because it, it pushes that envelope, but then it'll pull it back. You know, remember he's sitting on his chair in the doctor's office and he goes, he goes, Linda, I'm sorry. And he's like apologizing to his wife, remember? And he's he's um, yep. having this this moment of like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And in fact, the whole movie is almost like he's being apologetic for any sort of perceived no, you know, bad side of him that he he showed in in life. You know, here he's being more selfless and helping everybody. You know take back the underworld i guess <laughs> and he, and of course he wants to go back to earth and i guess be a better bruce lee but this this idea of you know i always i there's a there's a number of films and they all go kind of in different directions with this idea about bruce lee and his and his mistress or his you know relationship with his wife and they all portray it differently you know and but but there seems to be an underlining they don't even though they don't really super focus on it here this underlying thing about the woman he did get involved with Betty Ting Pei was kind of the death of him you know she's never you know I don't think they're sitting here making excuses because you know at the time it, there was this idea of you know of of a, the Chinese male particularly having more than one you know he has wife and he has a mistress or several or whatever it was right. and I think particularly in the case with him since his real wife was American you know was, I think it kind of threw a lot of them off it's like well he, no he should be with a Chinese girl you know I mean so there there are films that actually represent that idea that that um 
a sort of mentality. Uh, there's an, a couple older ones with Bruce Lai that we'll get into where he, you know, he's clearly that's the girl for him in the in the movie and the wife is just sort of pushed into the background you know but then there's others where he's very apologetic like like that like i said there's this one moment here where he says i'm sorry to you know my you know linda to his wife and it's it's really just it is very bizarre but it becomes like you said it's it's more discussed in this almost than anything (laughs) yeah my note on it was apology after death for cheating with his third leg. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was Correct. just that. Um, this this mixed together all of these really whimsical scenes of popular culture and weirdly popular. I mean, let me ask you this before I even get there. Well, all I was going to say is uh, with sexuality, but what did you think about, like, why Popeye? You know, I'm sure Popeye is with the virility, with the spinach, and, you know, that whole, that whole deal. I think it was less okay. about... I mean, I don't. I want. I'm not going to sit here and and you know credit this movie for you know handpicking particular characters to uh, you know to go up against Bruce for anything other than they were just weird. Which which again, what I what you I do find interesting is that the majority of them are actually, and this is probably because they were trying to sell to the West. I'm assuming, but they were foreign characters you know the the godfather or james bond or you know uh, the exorcist or clint eastwood right. or you know even zatuichi obviously but the, you know the one-armed swordsman was of course from and was one of the good guys was um you know a chinese um but uh i i guess you know popeye again an american character and and one of the things that's um kind of interesting about these bruceploitation films is that you know they for for us as fans, and I think we talked a little bit about this, um, are trying to manifest these conjectures of of Lee and what it would have been like for him to have fought, you know, X, Y, or Z. You know, it's 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 like it's just like comic books. You know, you're like, what if the Hulk fought Thor, or what if the Hulk, you know, or Captain America and you know, the Flash have a battle, or whatever. And so here with these movies, that that goes on. You have Bruce versus Bill, you know, Bruce versus Bill Louie, or, you know, Bruce versus Bolo, or what have you. So here you've got Bruce Lee going up against, you know, 15 or 20 people, you know, that were popular at the time. I mean, Bond and, you know, Clint Eastwood and... Yeah, see, I I thought of that. I thought about, like, the popular guys, because right around that time we did have, you know, Clint and we had James Bond. And I guess, and I knew Kane, they were going to do that, or or the fact that I didn't... The fact that they did do it, I got it, right? Like, that was something that was meant for Bruce. And then we get these, like, icons, like uh, Zatoichi and the One-Armed Swordsman. So Popeye threw me off, but what you just said made a lot of sense. When you said um, that he's, like, the symbol of America, I forget there were all these things from World War II with Popeye versus the Nazis and Popeye Mm. versus, yeah, Popeye versus the Japanese. Um really interesting old animations about Popeye fighting all of these world powers. So it is like, in for 77, it's not that much later. It, it is a lot later, but it's still, there's still maybe this sentiment. Um, probably the cartoon was out at the time and it's like, okay, well, we've got all these other characters. Like this is sort of uh, an American sailor hero. Although they did it, they did it up just, like you would, right? The the pipe and the doot doot. And he, at one point he eats his spinach before he beats people up. And it it was pretty brilliant. Yeah, and, and you know, and the, the director of this film, Locke, you know, Locke, he, he, did, uh, he does another Bruce Plotation film called uh, Bruce Lee the Invincible. It's another, it's where, you know, Bruce Lee fights two 
gorillas and rips their eyeballs out and uh, <laughs> but he he is definitely not one for subtlety and clearly in this film i mean you can watch other films that he's directed there's one in, with the very hard to say title of Kung Fu Means Fist Strikes and Swords. You know, and, and when he's, I remember in the beginning of the film where he's setting up this ambush, you know, his camera is literally panning in, around each tree in this very uh, kind of obtrusive way to show each attacker and set them up before they fight the, the hero. But he's, yeah, I, just from watching some of his films, they've always had a fairly like, I, I'm, I'm going to leave nothing off the table on, in this movie. And this is probably the, the most best, you know, the best example of that yes well right well let's switch over uh i'd like to hear what your favorite scene of this film is well i gotta tell you you know the the ending's great obviously with the the mummies and that crazy sort of fight but i think my favorite um part of it the fate my favorite scene is when he's fighting zatoichi who by the way would is a choreographer who actually would go on and and do other choreography and some bruce Bla- about half a dozen bruce Bla-tation films but I liked it because uh, I loved how they would do these techniques based on Bruce Lee's, mostly Bruce Lee's movies, The Game of Death, The Way of the Dragon, you know, Enter the Dragon, etc. And I just kind of always, as a kid, you know, watching this movie, that was always my favorite part, you know. Oh, yeah, it was glorious. Yeah, I actually made a note. Um, I, I, I actually paused through those things. So it starts out um, with Sadoichi, and he... He gives like so to to the listener if you haven't seen this, um, Zadowich is getting ready to fight Bruce Lee, and some yellow words you know like kind of the the title comes on the screen of the the move he's doing and the first one it was blind man finds way and then um, the actual character yells like blind man leaps away, <laughs> which made no sense. So then it's Bruce's turn and he does the big boss and they fight. And then it said it was turn again. It was blind chicken beaks is what they put on the screen. And um, he yells something like, the blind man's box. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. And then, yeah <laughs> it's so weird. And then uh, Enter the Dragon. And then Blind Guy Kills Mosquito, which uh, he yells, blind man flies water. Way of the Dragon, um, to which Sadoichi says, the oh, blind God. snake climbs. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, I guess he must have had a second turn based on my notes. Uh, the blind fool massages, and he yells, "The blind man's backstroke!" And then we get fist of fury, blind dog pisses from Zedoichi, and we find we hit it, the end of it with uh, the game of death. Of course. So we cover. Yeah, we covered his entire movie spectrum, and of course, he at that point defeats Zedoichi. And uh, I believe after that we move on to Emmanuel, <laughs> which is hilarious all by yes, itself. Yes, that's right. Well, and. And I mean, and just, you know, most people who watch Hong Kong martial arts films from particularly from this period know that it, it, that may sound in itself kind of like a weird anomalous sort of bizarre thing to do. But if you watch a lot of these Kung Fu films when they're learning styles before they hit you with their snake fist or, you know, you know, whatever the technique is, they usually call it out. So this was yeah. just sort of playing off of that and just making it more, you know, comical. Right. Um, yeah. What about you? What was your favorite part? Besides the women in the the bathtub, what the? Why are you doing this to me? Okay, so my favorite part was the women in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, actually. So here's why. It's okay. First off, I am um, I am not immune to hot ladies in a bathtub, but the, exactly. it was a it was the way they set up the scene. Okay, so first off, my favorite scene was your favorite scenes, but I, you know, I come with a backup, and here's why I like the the 
naked girls in the bathtub. Um, it's so exploitation. Like their purpose is first off just to be naked, but also to explain it all. Like the main girl that's sitting there is just like, well, you know, Bruce Lee opened um, his own, you know, studio in San Francisco, and you know, blah blah blah. And he he trained Coburn and Charles Bronson, and yeah. you know, they're, they're naked. And then the king comes in, and he's like, "What a fine pair of breasts you have!" And then. For some odd reason, all the water drains out of the tubs. You just have all these naked ladies there, and the king's like, what the hell? It was the most bizarre scene I've ever seen in my life, but I love that they used it to give us <laughs> the synopsis of all of what Bruce Lee has done in his life. <laughs> Madam, is this Bruce Lee really so expert at Kung Fu? Of course. According to reports I've heard, he's a Kung Fu genius, an international athlete, and a teacher. Steve McQueen was a pupil, and James Coburn, and Charles Bronson, you name it, they were his students. Then he must be a wealthy man, huh? Oh, you're right. That was a good summation, you know, hearing a bunch of naked women talk about Bruce Lee's life. I mean, you couldn't have sold the movie better than that. No. That could have been the whole movie for most people. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I mean, the problem with this film, too, when you watch it on on these cropped versions and these sort of, you know, uh, manipulated aspect ratios, they're always, you're missing some of the, you know, the dynamics of these sets and sort of the, uh, well, I mean, when it's really a good film, the compositions, etc. But, you know, here it's, it's like you have these pretty elaborate sets that they're doing, very cartoon and very um, almost you know Peking opera stage like but they're they probably look pretty great when they when they were made it's just on these films they get kind of like you know um compressed and hard to see and um but i always i always felt that this uh this film had um <laughs> this the 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 thing well first off this thing of the uh, you know if you know that the action was directed by both Bruce Lang and his father they were the ones that did the choreography hmm. Um, his father actually was in, did the choreography as well and worked on Bruce Lee, uh, The Man, The Myth that we did a couple weeks no back. No kidding. Yeah. He's the guy he fights in the street. Remember Bruce Lee shows up in San Francisco and the guy's going, oh, that's, he's the Chinese master around here. You don't want to fight him. They have a little fight in the street. That's, that's yeah. actually Bruce, that's Bruce Lang's uh, real father. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat. Um, and I would say, like, I did not complain about any of the fight sequences. Uh, in fact, I don't have any complaints about this movie. I mean, if you go into it, you know, like based on the cover and based on, you know what you're getting into. So it was pretty delightful to watch. Um, I liked that they brought in all these. I mean, there's no explaining why James Bond and the man with no name and, you know, all these guys are bad guys. Like, why are they bad guys? And that why are they fighting against the king of the underworld? And and Emmanuel as well. There's a great scene in this. It's just so stupid, and it's so 1977 that Emmanuel decides that she's just going to, like, extra have sex with the king to make him have a heart attack or something, and then she doesn't even pull it off. So it's really just porno. I mean, it was like, uh, okay. Um, I love that I feel like this is something, like, if you take everything else away and you just have Bruce Lee fighting Dracula and these skeleton suit zombies. It made me think of the Karate Kid. That's the same thing that all of those guys oh, yeah. wear. Oh, yeah. That's right, uh, the when skeletons. They go, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That I feel like Karate Kid was, you know, kind of doing this. It was a whole group of kids wearing those beating up Daniel's son. So it's very similar. Like, uh, you know, whoever I, I don't know who directed Karate Kid off the top of my head, but John Avildsen, he did Rocky. Okay, well he, uh, yeah, he obviously enjoyed the hell out of uh, <laughs> Dragon, the lives dragon again. Yeah, he saw this and he's just like. That's the way you go after someone. Guys in skeleton suits. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I have um, I have a list of Bruceisms, if you'd like. Yeah, please, uh, go down them. I mean, you're okay. going to probably spend about an hour at it, but go for it. <laughs> no, no, there are a ton. There are a ton. These are just the ones that I grabbed. Uh, obviously, the Kato suit. Yes. Uh, and that's not so much a Bruceism, but it was a Bruce thing. It was weird how they threw that in. They peppered it in. Okay, uh, Clint Eastwood at one point has his hair ripped out and blown away. Just like uh, right. Chuck Norris, of yep. course. Of course. Uh, yeah. There is the meowing. The meowing. There is the nunchaku. There is his uh, jogging stance. There is the nose flick. And, oh, this is a good one because this one doesn't always get brought up, but it's such a big brucism the jacket thrown over the shoulder <laughs> okay so wait wait the what what was the last one you said oh you know when he takes his jacket and he tosses it over his shoulder of course yeah 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 it's perfect yeah and you also uh, have to love that he, he arrives in the underworld with his sunglasses on right <laughs> oh, yes the sunglasses oh dude i totally missed that yeah that's awesome <laughs> Uh, and of course, uh, I, I did bring up Nunchaku, but Nunchaku as an erection is something altogether special. That's true. And and if you notice, he says, remember, he says to the guy, he goes, listen, I'm, I'm going to get out of here, you know, but uh, I, can I have my Nunchakus because I'm dead without it? <laughs> that was his line. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Well, do you have any news? Uh, you know, you caught me on a bad week. I actually don't have any news, and I, I wish I could uh, throw something out at everybody. But, um, you know, I actually was hoping out by now I was going to have some news on this particular film. I can't say that we've uh, the film has has we has been found and has been transferred and uh, will uh, announce when uh, a release date is imminent. So, okay, well. I think it's. I, I didn't know that this was one of the ones that you were restoring. I think uh, that's crazy amazing. Um, I would love to see a good quality copy of this. Um, I would say, well, I would throw out, um, based on the episode three we just did, Bruce Lee, The Man, The Myth, that one is now available. It wasn't before, but it's now available on Amazon Prime if you have a Prime membership for free. So. Okay, well, there you go. One of the, one of the, one of the better ones. Yeah. I, and it, it really looks great. Um, I'm really impressed at the quality out there. On the Amazon Prime, it actually looks good? Yeah, it doesn't look bad. It's way better than, you know, I guess maybe this is it. We're setting the standard that we watch most of these on YouTube because that's the only place to find them. And at that point, they've been, you know, um, compressed down to, you know, yeah. 320K or something. It's just like so sad to try to watch um and, and this one in particular i watched this one that way and the way the camera pan, they, they call it a pan and scan right oh it's just terrible yes. 
yeah yeah that's what they call it. you know and i gotta yeah. tell you man this is hits on a spot with me because i sound like i feel like i always feel like the cantankerous old not cantankerous but just the the old guy with the stories that the the truth is the fact that people are getting stuck watching these films only on their home screens you know on their whether it's on uh, the internet which is probably where most of the case or on dvd or whatever I cannot right. tell you the experience of being able to sit in a room with a bunch of strangers and watch these films with with people just going crazy at the right moment and laugh. Every once in a while, they, they screen a couple out here in Los Angeles, and I always go to them, and it always reminds me, it makes the movies 50 million times better. And you always yeah. just, you come out of there going, now I know why I love these films so much. So that movie-going experience is it's unfortunate to see it getting lost, particularly on these films. But anytime, and we'll always just keep our eyes peeled if they're they're showing. You get a chance to go see them with a group that loves these movies. It's the best way to see them. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That would be awesome. It's never happened for me. Uh, I've seen some Bruce's, of course, but I've never seen uh, any of these um, awesome films. This, you know, I'd love to see the Man, the Myth. Uh, you know, in a theater. I think that'd be awesome. And and this, you're right. It would have uh, it would have been more delightful than most of the midnight movies that they put out there for people to laugh about you know it's full of ridiculous shit but it's also full of great action and it's it's well worth your time yeah i agree and it definitely is <laughs> all right well i'll remind you all uh if you know from last episode we have a phone number it is 424-257-0344 Call, leave us a message, tell us what you think of this episode or what you think uh, of The Dragon Lips again or what you think of Bruce Leong, and uh, we will uh, incorporate what you have to say into a future episode, and uh, if you're appropriate, of course. If you're inappropriate, I'll listen to it all by myself and cry. <laughs> so, it happens all the time. You cry? Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear these messages from people, and they're just like, you're a stupid son of a bitch. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, okay, I know. Mom. And, I you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, Michael. You bet. Thank you, Matt. They're always a pleasure, my man. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you to everybody for listening. Um, I'm going to send you out, as I always do, with the opening theme to The Dragon Lives Again. Until next time.